Welcome and thanks for listening. My name is Christian Buckley and you're listening to the Collab Talk podcast. This episode is my monthly conversation with Sean McDonough and Jeff Ferosky, although Sean didn't show up, on Microsoft announcements and message center updates, as well as news from around the community. Let's get started. Welcome to another episode of the Collab Talk podcast, and my co-conspirator today is Mr. Jeff Roski. We might see Sean later, maybe, if he shows up, uh, but Jeff is a senior architect for Insight and co-founder of the Boston Office 365 user group, and also the co-founder of the new Jenky Workshop on YouTube, so welcome. <laughs> thank you, thank you. It's good to be back, Christian. Hey, are you guys renaming the user group? Are you now with Office 365 as a brand going away? It's now just Microsoft 365. Are you going to rethink your life choices about the naming of your user group? So um, I have no idea. Um, I actually haven't been involved with the Office 365 user group for a little while now. Um, They meet on Thursday nights, uh, the Boston area SharePoint user group, which um, I was a co-founder of as well. That was meeting on Wednesday nights, um, and so that night worked great for me. Thursday nights, just no bueno. So yeah. I uh, I have no idea what's going on. <laughs> yeah, you know, I, I so I'm on the board of the of the Utah. It used to be the Utah SharePoint User Group. We now we rebranded to the Microsoft User Group Utah, which the lovely acronym of MUGGIT. <laughs> <laughs> we wanted a short and sweet, you know, uh, uh, you know, hashtag to use. Nice. Uh, but now, you know, we're kind of referring to ourselves as the Microsoft 365 user group, which is a little bit better. But, um, well, the, well, the acronym's the same. I was always, good. I was always a big fan of the uh, the SharePoint user group of Maine. It was spug me. <laughs> <laughs> I do like that one. So. <laughs> yeah, I was sad when they kind of folded many, many eons ago. Uh, just be, I just want the T-shirt. Right. Yeah, they still. They had- Still create some of those. You don't have to have it still existing. And I, true, yeah, we yeah. can we can just you know rekindle old flames That's right. through T Public. <laughs> well, I know that the the focus today. So this is our our monthly wrap up of events, announcements, and general community shenanigans. And, and of course, the uh, occasional uh, pop culture references. If there's anything else going on. I don't know. Has anything happened in the last month around Britney Spears that's notable that we need to discuss or did Kanye do anything else ridiculous? Wait, he did. Okay, we'll, we'll, we'll get into all that. Well, so an especially important topic since we just wrapped up both Microsoft Ignite as well as uh, the North American Collaboration Summit, which I was able to attend in person. Oh, th- and there was also the South Coast Summit that was uh, happening in parallel. I think they also, like with the with NAX, we had both scheduled our events before Microsoft very late in the game announced <laughs> Ignite. It kind of threw off a lot of the organizers, but um, but anyway, maybe we could start talking about first Microsoft's new hybrid event model. Yes, their what? hybrid event model. I it was it was like the room of like five people, and they're like, "Hi, we're That's here." Right. So they had Frankie. so there was something like 4,000, 4,500 people there. I don't know how many of those were Microsoft people versus 
you know, actually speakers and attendees and sponsors. Like, I don't know what the mix was. Right. What? So, I, I mean, neither of us attended. Um, we did like a watch party type thing. We streamed at our event, uh, the keynotes, and we actually had Mark Cashman came in and shared some of like his takeaways, the highlights from the collaboration, the Microsoft 365 stack. Oh, nice. uh, and so that was great to have that. But what are your thoughts on, because this is this model, the hybrid event model that Microsoft is piloting, they're pushing this as the future of Microsoft's in-person events. Right. Yeah. No, it's I um as uh, we were talking before we started recording here, um uh the virtual um the hybrid events, I mean, it's great because it gets out to a lot more people than an in-person conference would. However, I'm on my laptop, so I'm getting pinged by this customer, this person. I got to jump into this meeting. I can't really pay full attention to really everything that's going on and also um, uh, can't get to all the sessions that I want to get to. And um, you miss out on the biggest functionality of it, which is the networking and you know, right. hanging out with old friends. Um, you know, I haven't seen some people in the community in over a decade. Um, and yeah, well, yeah, but Jeff, whose fault is that? Well, it's uh, everybody else's, you know. I, I'm I'm having weekly SharePoint meetings here. Nobody comes. Yeah, yeah. I also have no, them, but, uh, but but that is the I, I, like I I understand Microsoft perspective on doing this. I mean, one travel budgets are cut back, and and mm -hmm. now you've got uncertain economic times that we're in entering into what what have you. That and so it, it's for a lot of organizations, your travel is not coming back very quickly or at all. Right. So having, you know, virtual options, like I get all that. Yeah. However, um, especially like Ignite where, I mean, it's, it's, it's uh, Ignite is geared to, uh, you know, IT pros, admins, like that, that crowd, that yeah. really yeah. hands-on technology. And a lot of the content that's missing, you've got the Microsoft pushing out their messaging and announcements of the content, you're then missing the practitioners doing the deep dives into their actual experiences with said technologies. Yeah. So you're, you're, you're missing that across the boat. Then you have what's also missing are the personal interactions, the networking. Right. Exactly. Yeah, that, that was I mean, that's one thing uh, back from the SharePoint conference today is that, you know, I wouldn't have traded for the world is um, going and, you know, getting to meet everybody that I've interacted with online um, and getting to have good conversations with all those people. And, you know, also the benefit of making friends because, you know, usually some good people out there. I mean, yeah. myself, but, you know. Yeah, it's yeah, I, I, I well, the other side of it, too, is that I know that there were. I've heard some good things from a couple of the regional events. So Ignite was happening in Seattle, mm -hmm. but there were five or six official Microsoft sponsored uh, like regional events. Like right. I know some people that attended the one in the UK um, and, and said good, great things about doing that. And then you, of course you had like a hundred different uh, uh, registered viewing parties like our event where we did the the viewing event as well. Yeah. So yeah. you had a lot of that said, but which I, I I think for some Microsoft powers that be that say, hey, well, it checks off like, hey, we're giving like the ability to do the networking, that aspect of it. Like, no, 
I, I don't need to network with the people that I already know that are in my region. Right. I need to meet with people uh, uh, that are around the world. I mean, that that's why that those giant events were of value to me is right. finding people that are outside of my current network. Right. Yeah, exactly. You know, if in your region, you probably know any, everybody already, you know? Yeah. But it's like I'm going to the user group. Right. Same, same 15, 20 people at every user group. I don't right. then need to have an event where I can spend <laughs> yeah. a little bit more money uh, to, to uh, you know, bring in a caterer for the same 15, 20 people. Right, exactly. You just order some pizzas. That's right. <laughs> yeah, it'll it'll be interesting to see how this plays out. I, I'm I'm concerned about like build. I think could be follow the same model and and be successful again. Microsoft's KPIs. They're looking at saying, well, a number of registrants, so they're able to because they they had five ten x the registrations when they were pure you know virtual during the pandemic. Right. So they said, well, how can we maintain this, reach the broader audience and push the messages out? Well, they're getting that. But the value for sponsors, the value for attendees, the networking is lost. Right. Exactly. It's yeah. almost down to zero. Yeah. And so I've heard from plenty of other ISVs, other partners that are like, yeah, it makes no sense to participate, certainly not sponsor if there's that limited of a reach of the attendance there, so. Right, yeah, if for the sponsors and vendors, like, you know, them, uh, their interact, their one-to-one interactions, I mean, uh, that they have more than just giving out tchotchkes is, you know, huge to them. Yeah, well, that's the whole, that's the real value. Right. You might have in, in a week at the, in 2019, a week long at Ignite, might have had you know a thousand fifteen hundred people come by and get their badges scanned by the booth and yet there might be a hundred different in-depth conversations and potential leads out of that it's you can't replace that in a digital format it just doesn't happen no. when you hear oh it happens like yeah it happens like one to a hundred right it's, exactly yeah there's just really no return there right well it I, i'm my concern is Inspire, which is the partner conference, is more of my world. Uh, I'm on the channel side. Uh, if they attempt to do that, in the, like there's there's zero value at those events. I, I say zero value. The content is not as valuable as the networking. I right. attend those for all of the networking. If there's no networking, or if you're limiting, forcing the size of the attendees to be a fraction of what it was then it, it's a lot less value for me. But yeah. anyway, I, it, it'll be like one thing you can count on with, with Microsoft, they're, they're trying this new thing. They're gonna look at the numbers. They're gonna look at the feedback. They'll, they'll push, pursue this. And I don't think it's gonna work long-term. I think it's gonna morph and change, but they will adjust. They'll take that feedback and they'll adjust. So it'll be, Interesting, as the Chinese saying goes, we live in interesting times. It'll be interesting to see that progress. Yes, it will. <laughs> well, what other, anything else like jump out at you about the announcements? Let's dig into kind of the, the big announcements. Um, Let's see. I mean, um, there was the, um, uh, the uh, Satya talked about, um, uh, and maybe I'm just not in the right 
you know, um, area where this appeals to me at all. But one of the big things he talked about, you know, because his time's expensive um, to have up there on stage, uh, mesh avatars. Um, oh, yeah. Like, yes. He talked about that for quite a few minutes. And I was like, uh, OK, can't you just put a picture up of yourself and call it a day? I, I, I don't quite get that. No, Jeff, I don't think you understand. This cartoon person looks just like you and moves around. <laughs> oh, <laughs> so, I mean, I could, you know, I could also turn on my video camera. I mean, th huh. th this is one of the few like actual meetings I have in the month where I actually do turn on my uh, video camera. But yeah. you know, nobody wants to see this beautiful face. It's just too much to, to behold, you know? Well, I'm just glad one of us said it. But yes, no, I agree with you <laughs> about, uh, but I, I agree with you. That was like up at the top, like the mesh avatars. Like I, I understand the marketing messaging around it um, about, you know, sometimes you just, you, you just don't feel like I, I want to turn on the camera and have it on there. I saw a comment from a Microsoft person this morning that said, uh, if, uh, if I'm called into a meeting or if I jump on a call and all I see is the person I'm in the meeting with uh, is their avatars, I'm hanging up. <laughs> and I, I think the same thing goes for the um uh the the meeting room thing too with like the little chairs like just the little circles and squares with people's heads in it are just fine with me you know yeah you know it, but i i kind of didn't put like the avatars and you're talking about like the together mode and there's gonna yeah. be other they're gonna have one of the announcements of together mode was like the preview mode of together mode and and some different things to kind of format that is is that when we were in the midst of the pandemic and together mode was released, it was nice to have like another option that looks like you're looking at an, like a, a room full, like an audience yeah. theater mode kind of thing. And, yeah. and so it helped with that fatigue for like yeah. five minutes. Yeah. <laughs> but, yeah. No, I, but I put it in the same category as like some of the, the, the current, the VR stuff mm -hmm. uh, where, you and I may say, look, I'm barely going to use this. Uh, I, I don't really see the value. And for other people, it makes it's a huge difference. VR, of course, a little bit different that there's something the mind is amazing that how it adjusts to that and it makes it into more of a tactile experience like it yeah, when yeah. you're you're looking at your 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 cartoon, you're looking at cartoons. Nobody has legs. We're floating around in the ether. Um, in, in that space, but as you're engaging with somebody and looking at other media, 2D or 3D media, your brain adjusts to that. And it definitely is more engaging. I think it's gonna be, I'm more of an AR, an augmented reality, uh, yep. um, you know, a, a, a bullish on that technology um, than the pure VR. But yeah. I, I mean, I think I, it's I incredibly walk, powerful. I can walk into a wall without a headset on. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Seen it, lived experience. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, yes, you have. Um, well, there's there's tons of other stuff like around Teams. I I, I don't remember. I, I was looking for an article or something that had this. I think Teeper said there was something like I don't know if it's over the course of the year or just that all of the minor things, but it's something like 450 different announcements or updates to teams yeah i mean some of the ones that um uh some of the ones that i thought were pretty good um the intelligent recap um definitely sounds like a yeah. um, a good idea you know then you can skip 
all your meetings and then just look at a you know short little list of what happened. Um, That's just is that just in the premium, which was another announcement, by the way, the team's premium. I'm not sure if that's in premium. Um, so I, I have no idea. Uh, actually, yes, it is. Intelligent okay. recap is in premium. Yep. All right. Um, and uh, the meeting guides um, uh, is good for people that are, you know, just starting to have meetings and not used to um, not used to having all their settings right and everything like that. So they can mute all attendees and have the right yeah. format and everything. That's cool. Um, the AI generated tasks that's yes. huge so you can yes. actually pay attention when you're presenting or having a meeting um to everything that's going on and not have to be writing down a bunch of to-do notes to do a yeah. recap at the end we heard about that years ago it, it was one of those you know all those videos where you say in the future of meetings in fact it was i think like five six years ago um there was where they they had on on stage, they had like this fake meeting room and people came coming and going. And as they're talking, as people inserted, they, they, it would pick up and know, hey, this is a different person. And so it was adding the live transcription, which we're now getting live transcription mm -hmm. capability. I think that's also a premium feature. Um, yeah. A lot of that, so we heard about that. And, and so the, and the idea was that we can collaborate before we go into a meeting. Hey, here's what the agenda here is. Here's all the shared, uh, notes. Here's all of the background materials. We get into the meeting. We're collaborating in the same, you know, OneNote, the same whiteboard, that shared whiteboard with all those assets, digital assets around it. It's doing the live transcription. It's recording it. It's got people that are virtually attending as well as they're in person and is able to, in the transcription, pick up who's talking, who's adding things in. And then uh, to your point, when you leave the meeting, it then is sending reminders. Hey, don't forget that you you said, yes, I'll take that task, this task, which is due at this date. Mm -hmm. Here's the associated materials for it. That is, again, teased about it years ago. We're finally seeing those features come to life. Yeah, well, I think uh, going back even further, I think it was either SNL or like Kids in the Hall. They had your own personal court stenographer. <laughs> we're finally there man we're finally there yeah uh, we're and we're so close to having like the star trek uh universal translator mm -hmm. so yep. uh, and and uh and that then we get our own the the, the personal stenographer yes yeah it's... what else is missing what else do we need um hmm if we had like coffee in these little cups and you just push a button and then it would make it just single cup of coffee for you i think that would just i think they have that jeff what? i i don't drink coffee but I, yeah I mean, it's gonna it's gonna you know, rock your world i think they have that whoa all right yeah. i i might need a minute excuse me so folks that jeff doesn't uh um he also does not have a uh, a microwave he doesn't know about this advanced technology he is from land of the lost that I, 70s, early 70s I, tv show I build my own tools out of, you know, like, you know, I have to mine it out of the ground and then I have to heat it up and smash it with a hammer. You know, it's, yeah. I, you know, yeah. that, that's hashtag, as technological. Hashtag, hashtag third world life. You know, yeah. You're living I, it, so. Yeah. That's, a, that's as technologically advanced as I am. <laughs> yeah. Well, there's some other cool stuff that came out. I, I, again, a lot of around teams, there's a lot of the things like the team's chat updates um, mm -hmm. So like video clips coming in because we need more TikTok slash Snapchat, Snapchat type 
video capabilities in all of our applications. That's yeah. to get the, that's to get all the kids using Teams. It, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. And I saw the thing for um, uh, video clips, um, and you know, my mind instantly went to like, this would be useful for Viva and Gage, you know, so they can. Yeah. And, uh, it automatically creates video clips and, you know, with so you don't even have to do any editing and boom, you can send out short bits around the enterprise and stuff like that. My company yep. doesn't do much of that. If they do, I don't know about it. Um, but, you know, so who's to see down the road? But Are you guys, do you guys use Yammer? Do you do that kind of social we, collaboration? We have Yammer, but it's not widely used. Uh, we Engage have, will help with that. And for those that don't know, Viva Engage... So relatively new, that was the September 22nd uh, announcement. That was one of the new Viva experiences. Wait, I have to do the air quotes. Experiences or products or modules, whatever you want to call it there. Um, but it, it's a it's a, it's a front-end application. It, it replaced the uh, Yammer Communities app inside of Teams. But, uh, you know, Yammer has been, well, there's still a lot of people like, I don't need Yammer. So same people that are just like, I don't want the SharePoint thing, but I love me some teams. Oh, mm -hmm. built on SharePoint. Yeah. Yep. Oh, <laughs> uh, anyway. So Yammer's the, the same way where, uh, you know, the number of deployments, you know, more and more organizations are, it's, it's growing rapidly again. And part of it, Engage is going to help drive more of that. You don't need to have Yammer deployed. You don't need an enterprise social network capability to use engage but when you have it it does more yep yeah. yeah but i think you're going to see a lot of the use of like i may not do a lot of the short video clips we started to see some things like that pop up people doing more um short videos and adding them into you know teams and they're, they're just doing from the outside i think they're doing like linkedin videos and stuff and then posting yeah. them over within that so to be able to do that natively I think you're going to see a lot more of that. And if it's automatically doing the transcriptions, that means they're all searchable. Right. Yep. Yep, exactly. And then that can go into um, uh, the, the uh, what is it, Viva Topics and stuff like that. Yep. Um, uh, to kind of jump uh, uh, jump out of Teams a little bit, um, Viva Topics, um, uh, with their syntax connectors, um, that they can connect over to things like ServiceNow and stuff like that. That's yeah. going to be huge because ServiceNow, I know um, uh, with our support organizations and our company, like there's just huge uh, masses of knowledge in there. Um, yep. Is like nobody else sees because it's behind a ServiceNow license. Yeah. Well, there's I know there's SAP connectors. There's a few different uh, major uh, partners that were announced for those connectors. And I guess we should also point out that that was part of the announcement was, uh, you know, SharePoint Syntax is now Microsoft Syntax. Yeah. So they okay. kind of run the scope of that. You know, Daniel Glenn was wearing his uh, SharePoint Syntax, his classic Syntax sweatshirt. <laughs> um, now, <laughs> all new swag that we have to go and acquire. There have to be Syntax socks somewhere out there that Microsoft will produce and hand out. <laughs> I got Viva See, socks. That's Last another week. that's another thing that we're missing from the in-person, you know, being in person at these events is all the updated Microsoft swag, you know? That's the only swag I brought home from that event is my Viva socks. Nice. Do you, do you have to shout Viva? Do you have to like Viva with the fist as well? Yeah, like, and you, and you have so. to somehow mime like an upside down um, exclamation point as well, like Viva! I don't know. <laughs> that was it's almost a dance move there, Jeff. That you're doing. <laughs> cool. Yeah. I, I, you know, I'm, I'm known for my dance moves. Well, to drag us back into teams, okay. uh, 
I, I will say that there's some of the other little things that are going on. There's uh, a bunch of AI driven stuff like the um, like there's a new uh, at mention where you could if you're in a channel, you can at mention everyone, the word <laughs> everyone, and yeah, it will yeah. guess what? It'll prompt everyone that has permissions. Yeah. That's a smart idea. Um, right. Yeah. So you don't have to remember, like, what channel am I in again? What team? Right. You know? Yeah. And just automatically do that. It also will have like schedule send. There's improved uh, people uh, recommendations. So if you're like, who do I need to chat with? It's going to get smarter about what are you doing? What have you been talking about? Like, and, and the people that are likely the people that you want to chat with there to, to start your chats. Yeah. But then there's also the, this idea of the compose box, which other third-party solution providers have had for many years. And they finally, I know it was a suggestion to the product team, pretty much day one with teams to create this compose box. Mm -hmm. So that there's kind of like when you go into any social network, Facebook or LinkedIn or what have you, there's just the box at the top. And then you can, as you start putting content, adding things in there, it may ask you, hey, which channel do you want this? Do you want to publish this to multi-channels? Yeah. Um, so give you more options. So helps with that content creation process. Yeah, that's another, a premium feature, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. But I mean, there's other stuff like pin posts, popping out content. That's something I was just still frustrated by that, about that. Like, I have to be thoughtful. If I know that there's going to be a side chat and I've got two conversations going on while a meeting is about to come up, I have to be think ahead and pop out those chat boxes so that I can then participate with the content. C coming soon is the pop out the content. So yeah. I can then go back into all my chats and you know, kind of the other way around. Yeah, no, that's super useful, especially like if you have something, um, if it's under a different, like three different channels, um, you know, we live in a client-centric world. Um, so all of our teams are different client projects and stuff like that. There might be stuff in three different channels that I need to reference and look at all at the same time. And it's, I'd have to like, hold on, let me get yeah. my phone out, you know. Right. It's one thing you just, as you mentioned, that reminds me of one thing we didn't hear about this time, but I know that there's stuff coming is around the multi-tenant management and the the, the ability to make it easier to tenant switch. Mm -hmm. So yeah. th those are things that my Microsoft is working on. And so not, nothing to, the, I don't know where it is in the roadmap. I, you know, the, I just know that this is an area where uh, I participated in discussions around. They know it's a it's something that needs to be worked on. It, honestly, if you're struggling with moving in between apps, it's one reason. Well, you always have your phone by. We can't see it here. There it is. Oh, there it is. Yeah. To always have your phone nearby because you need it for Authenticator anyway. Because if right. you're, you know, following best practices and doing you know multi-factor authentication, but. Doing tenant switching in the Teams mobile app is easy. Mm -hmm. Right. Yeah. I've often said, I like, I, I, you, you, they don't have it. I know they do for Android, but I just need to have like an iPhone emulator on the desktop <laughs> open to the Teams app just yep. because it's so easy. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's uh, yeah, it's been on the uh, the mobile app for a while, and it is easy to swap back and forth in Teams. I'm like, hold on, all right, I have to switch my tenant here. I, I'm gonna, I'll be back in a month when I figure out how to switch back. <laughs> <laughs>
Well, two other things kind of in the teams. Uh, one, one I was surprised by, the announcement of, of the team's native Cisco devices. Yeah, yeah, that they teamed up with Cisco for that. That's pretty cool. Yeah, that'll definitely be cool. I know a lot of people have those things. I don't, but. I I don't, I, this is, I just said, it's, it's, it's a brick. It's a piece of wood. That's what I have. I, I don't know. <laughs> Hello? Yeah. Huh. <laughs> I love that. You don't get messaged by people. You don't get all the, the random phone calls during meals because it's a piece of wood. It doesn't you yeah. can't answer calls. But yeah, if I need to type out a message, I have to like, you know, carve it out. And I, I don't like to play with my chisels while I'm eating. Yeah. But you know what? The, the, the main advantage of having that wood, the fake phone, is that when people come up to you on the street and want to ask you questions or ask you to donate to something, then you go, oh, just a minute. I'm sorry. I, yeah. Sorry, I've got to take this. <laughs> and then walk away with the piece of wood held to your face. So yeah, I, I at least I, I, I've I've changed the form factor of it. It used to be like a uh, two two by four by eight foot, um, and that was <laughs> the subway was hell. Yeah, yeah, yeah it's rough. <laughs> yeah. No, the one other thing I think is really cool is the Microsoft Places. So with all the talk about you know hybrid work, it's mm -hmm. this idea. It, it's you know. It's not so important that uh, you know people are in the office anymore, but they need to be available um, in some manner. But if, it's great to be able to see that you know where people are, and I even see that now in uh, in Outlook, and I use Outlook for the web. There's now yeah. the option where you say, well, I'm either I'm free, I'm busy, or I'm I'm on the road when I'm scheduling meetings. But mm -hmm. it could be says that I'm I'm available but working remotely is another option there's a couple of new things that are there yeah so similar to this is that whether you're in the office whether you're working remotely or mobile uh, when you're booking like and finding available spaces you're it'll it'll be able to um, depending on the mode it can even uh, kind of help you automatically schedule travel time to those locations right yes that's yeah, like it, a nightmare. Like when you're back to back to back to back and a couple of those are physical meetings. Yep. Yeah. It said like, you know, like if it's, um, I think the example they use like, you know, if like 60 or 80% of the people are going to actually be working from this office that day, then we'll schedule an in-person meeting. Otherwise we'll schedule a virtual meeting. That's right. awesome. I mean, for and, people that leave their house, that's cool. If you're able to then quickly go down and say of the 10 people in this meeting, oh, I see three of us that are there in person. Everybody else is working from the home office, but they've all agreed to, to be there. And then people like Sean, who say they're going to show up, but then don't. Yeah. You know, I, just, that, that then goes into the permanent record. Yep. Yep. I, it's, it's only the second meeting and he, he just couldn't. Well, uh, yeah, I know. It's tough, you know. I, consistency and integrity those are hard things yeah i don't have either of those. i'm here and yet you're here so right? yeah <laughs> uh anything else going on? I mean, anything else that jumped out i mean we syntax was a huge thing i mean I, and selfishly i i care a lot about that because app points one of the uh these syntax microsoft syntax uh, uh you know initial integration partners so we're we're playing an active role in that creation and process. Yeah. Um, 
Uh, I think the um, I'm kind of looking forward to um, uh, the focus mode experience that they're going to be coming out with um, for Viva because right now, you know, um, focus time, I can automatically schedule that and be like, oh, this is a great time to, you know, take a couple hours and get some work done. But it's going to actually um, help you um, uh, focus during your focus time, which is kind of cool. So I'd like to see what that uh, what that's going to entail, because when I get, you know, three hours that I have to myself um, to actually get work done, that's not meetings and stuff like that. It's like, OK, now how should I prioritize this? So I'd, I'd like to see what they're going to do with that. I really like the idea of a premium feature that that when you have focus time or meetings, I'm um, scheduled and somebody who has access to your calendar schedules a meeting on top of that time anyway, that it sends out a mile or strong electric shock. That's, <laughs> you know, That's yes. Yes, please. <laughs> I want that for Viva. Viva. Yeah. <laughs> Viva. Yeah. Uh, yeah. That, there's a, I mean, I, I, I'm still digging through as, as you did. I, I provide a summary for my organization where I went through and of course I had my notes. It's always interesting going through, keeping track of the Microsoft 365 blogs, um, the, the various announcements that, that aren't on the, the, the primary blog, but are announced mm -hmm. via the tech community blogs, kind of that second tier of announcements. Um, and that there are, and then of course there's the major press releases and all those things. And then we get the book of news and there's still things that yeah. are, you know, not in either of those. So right. yeah, you got to pay attention. I, I wish talk about consistency. We've got the book of news, include all of the news in the book of news. Right. Yeah. Uh, actually um, on your uh, mild um, uh, to severe uh, electric shock option um, in uh, they did announce in there that um, they're going to do tone suggestions for um, uh, Teams and email. Um, so uh, I'm guessing, I, I don't know much more about it other than they're going to have tone suggestions. I'm guessing this is for the people that write out the angry emails and send it <laughs> instead of holding on to it and then deleting it like everybody else does. <laughs> tone. That, my first thought was just like, you know, to get all of my, the Windows indicators, like the little bells that go off while you're in a meeting, can I set mine to that only my dog could hear it? So when he starts bark barking, either somebody's at the front door or I just got another email. <laughs> <laughs> there we go. Sorry, guys. I, somebody's at the door. I got to go. Yeah. Oh, no, yeah. I just got an email. Sorry. No, that would be. Well, they have the, the ability now where you, you can turn on the feature in email and in word when you're writing things where it can find your know, wording that might be more appropriate that's more uh you know sensitive to different things so it, uh, you have those features now i know there there's some you know radio people that were upset like look at microsoft is trying to change language like no <laughs> look you turn it on or off and it makes suggestions for things which you can accept or ignore right. um but uh but anyway so similar to that, if it's providing you kind of like uh, uh, if you're using, um, uh, you know, any like I use Grammarly. Mm -hmm. So with I write enough and I have Grammarly turned on. So I get suggestions where it finds not just typos, misspelled words, but makes grammatical suggestions. Yeah, it would work in a similar way where it tells you like the tone of the messaging and say, hey, hey this is a bit aggressive or this is very passive and make suggestions on that 
what's wrong with that? Again, you're in control. You accept or reject the advice. Right. And some people just don't have that uh, um, intonation to know when they sound terrible or they sound like too, you know, what it, whatever the case may be. I've gotten some emails like uh, they sound like they're really PO to me and, um, you know, they're not. Uh, or yeah. actually, usually they are, but you know. <laughs> but is that because they weren't using? Wow, they only included two smileys. Usually it's four to six. Right. Wow, they must be upset. Yeah, these are the people <laughs> that took an extra decade for them to even start using the smiley. But yeah, you know, well, I, I've been using the smiley face with the uh, you know the colon and the parenthesis forever. You know. I I embrace what's happening to uh, modern language. I never use capitalization. Sometimes I don't use punctuation. I use a lot of like Emily Dickinson dashes a lot. Hmm. You know, so um, I do that, and then you add a lot of smileys and extra exclamations, and yeah, because you have to, but. I joke, but there's something behind that of trying to, uh, you know, add in via text, via emojis, via, you know, stickers and other visuals to convey emotion in an otherwise very dry delivery where you're texting or doing short message, you know, instant messaging. And you need to have sometimes that extra layer to say it's like, to do a response, but like sometimes I'll read it and be like, wow, it almost seems like I'm angry there. And then I'll do like a, a sticker of like little kid, like, yeah, you know. <laughs> Wait, is he really angry at me now? <laughs> yeah. Now I'm confused. <laughs> uh, I think uh, one other thing that um, was not part of Ignite, um, but I just noticed it, is that to do is um, now in the uh, Outlook taskbar. And that makes me extremely happy. I used to do for everything, um, for like both work and personal lists and stuff like that. So, are you talking quite, about in the desktop or in the um, or in the web? In the desktop app. Yeah, because it's been in the web for a long time. It's probably been in the desktop app for a while, but I just saw it today. <laughs> yeah, so just like you can, yeah, it's been there for a while, but it's a great feature, uh, a productivity feature. So somebody sends you an email, mm -hmm. um, you can then drag it and drop it into the calendar or into to do. Yep. Yeah, create no. a task or create a reminder for for that to do, take action. To do helps me run my life. Um, so um, I was very excited to find that today. So, but did, not part did of you, it. <laughs> did you have? Could that be the problem that Sean's not using to do, and therefore he didn't have the task or the uh, the, the calendar item set up? It's possible. Enjoy. It's possible. Yeah. I don't know. I know. You could have also just deleted your meeting invite. I'm said. just assuming he's dead. You know, because I, clearly he wouldn't intentionally miss this. I mean, he's kind of dead to us right now. You know? Well, right now, yeah. Short-term dead, yeah. Yeah, like next month if he, uh, you know, joins, like, you know, I'll embrace him with open arms. Of course. Yeah. So but <laughs> just shoot him daggers with the eyes for a while. But, you know, we get over it. Because yeah. we rise, rise above it, Jeff, because we're professionals. Yes. Viva! Yeah. <laughs> well, Jeff... <laughs> Really, thank you for uh, making the time. Obviously, it's difficult to make time to tear yourself away from your day, and yet you did it, unlike yeah, I, others. But, yes, yeah. with no integrity at all. Here I am. I yeah. <laughs> well, I really appreciate this. Always enjoy these discussions and a lot going on. I'll have some of the links, of course, for folks. If you're just listening to this versus watching the video, why would you watch when you can just listen? You don't have to see any of this. You can uh, just I mean, listen. 
again, it's 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 there's a lot of beauty to behold here between in, in you as well. I mean, you're not too shabby yourself, you know. Well, thank you. <laughs> well, uh, well. Until next time, we'll see what happens this next month. See if it's worth uh, Sean's time to show up and talk about the past month when we yeah. do it next time. Yeah. Uh, again, uh, just don't forget to pay him. You know, uh, of course. Maybe that's but it. Yeah. The check is in the mail. Oh. Is that not good oh, enough? Okay. Yeah. Yeah, that that should be good enough. <laughs> All right. We'll talk to you soon. All right. Later. You've been listening to the Collab Talk podcast. New episodes are published every Friday, and you can find us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, iHeartRadio, and most other podcast services. Thanks for listening.